Hallelujah. Who is like he? It says, among the gods, among the gods. Who is unto thee? Who is like he? Who is like Jesus? There's nothing like Jesus. Hallelujah. Nothing like Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These just were some songs that the Spirit of God put in my spirit to play on this morning let's just worship the true and living God hallelujah he's worthy to be praised he's glorious he is glorious hallelujah hallelujah we thank God hallelujah for you give God all the glory we give God all the honor hallelujah we thank you, you Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you. We give God all the praise. Who is like unto thee? Hallelujah. Who's like unto thee? 
Nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. There is no one. No one. There's no one. Hallelujah. There is no one. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's no one like our God. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We just thank the Lord on this morning. We welcome you. Hallelujah. We welcome you. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. How many of y'all want to say yes? Yes, we're here. Hallelujah. We're here for the Lord. Hallelujah. We're thanking the Lord that He is great. He is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you saying, Lord, just go ahead and rain your blessings upon me? Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Yes, you are the Lord. Yes, you are the Lord. He's the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. He's the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we just worshiping him. We just lifted him up this morning before he released his word unto us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing worshiping the Lord on this morning. Hallelujah. Nothing giving him praise. There's nothing lifting up his holy name. So come on now. Let's lift up Jesus. Come on. Let's lift up his name. Hallelujah. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. Yes, he's the Lord. Hallelujah. He's Lord. He's Lord. Hallelujah. He's Lord. How many of y'all know that he's Lord? He's Lord. Hallelujah. Nothing else in our life is Lord, but he is Lord. Hallelujah. He is Lord. Hallelujah. He is Lord. He is the Lord over all things. He is Lord. He's Lord. He's Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, he's Lord, he's Lord. Hallelujah, he's Lord. Hallelujah, he is the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of us know that he's the Lord? Come on, how many of us know that he's Lord? Hallelujah. It's nothing, it's nothing past Jesus. He's above all, above all. Jesus is above all. He's Lord. He is kings of kings. He is the I am. He is. Come on now. He is Lord. He is the bridge. He is the way maker. He is the kings of kings. He is our authority. He is the power. He is our consuming fire. Come on now. He is our comforter. He is our restorer. He is our heart regulator, our mind regulator. He is the bread of life. I'm talking about Jesus. He is the commander in chief. I'm talking about our hiding place. I'm talking about our shield, our buckler. I'm talking about our refuge. Hallelujah. I'm talking about our rest. When we know we're tired. When we know we just want to go to 
devil, when every stronghold tried to take over us, he lifts us out of the pit of every stronghold in our life. He's the Lord. Hallelujah. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He is our way maker. He is our Je- Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. He's, he's the one who provides for us. He is, he is our hiding place. He is our Jehovah Nisi. He's our banner. He covers us in a time when we need to just be covered under the pavilion of his wings. Hallelujah. He is. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. He's better than that. Even, you know, sometimes when we got pain in our body, we rebuke the pain. And even though I know that it's there, hallelujah. You don't know what I've been going through, hallelujah. But I tell you, God is, and he will take away all pain. He'll take away all pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's better than that. He's better than that. Hallelujah. He's better than that. Hallelujah. Come on, what can I say? Come on. About your grace. Come on. Come on. Hey, come on. Thank you, Lord. What can I say? About your What can I say? About your grace, all that I know. Come on. And I love to call your name. Come on. I ain't calling on no other name but Jesus. Come on. If I say you're greater than, greater than that. If I say you're sweeter than, sweeter than that. Tonight, 
listen. If I say you're greater than greater than that, if I say you're sweet, you've been sweeter than that. You've been born and more. If I say you're richer than richer than that, if I say you're stronger than stronger than that, if I say you're
just go ahead and just give God praise, amen, for what he has done, what he is doing. Hallelujah. Continuing to bless us daily. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want for us to go ahead and stay in our praise mode because, you know, you know, um, hallelujah. We know that the Lord God continue to do what he does. Amen. And because he does what he does, he already said that we don't have to wait for a revival. Come on now, evangelists. The revival of God is already here. Amen. What we got to do is we just got to evoke it in. Hallelujah. Because the great revival is now. Because the, come on now, the laborers are fruit, but he is getting laborers ready. Amen. He is equipping laborers. Amen. He is equipping the teacher and the prophet and the pastor and the apostle and the evangelist. Because the harvest is plenty. He is equipping, hallelujah, the fivefold and those that's out going to be able to also be a helping hand. Amen. As the gifts work collectively together as the fivefold. Glory to God. So I know for sure the revival is already here, but it is us to plug into the spirit of God so that we can invoke, amen, this great revival. But what I want to do is I want to put some amp on it on this morning. I want to charge your spirit, amen, on this morning and remind you that the revival of God is here. So now you just got to get in your perspective of places and be ready because the revival is now. Glory to God. Let's give God some praise for this word. I kept hearing. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Over and over again.
situation that you have when God come in and allow you to arise and shine. Hallelujah. 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 We thank the Lord God for such a great revival, amen, that's already entered into our hearts, amen. I don't know about you, but I feel the power of God, hallelujah, amen. See, the glory never leaves when you stay in his presence, amen. You don't have to worry, you don't have to rush and try to say, well, let me get some more glory so I can just have some glory. No, when you stay in the presence of God, glory follows you wherever you go. Glory, it lingers. That means that wherever you go, it will linger even in the place that you come from and then it will still follow you glory to God it is something about the Shekinah it is something about the Kavad it is something about God himself hallelujah he is compelling us and he's telling us to move in such a pace meaning momentum amen momentum hallelujah what is momentum I'm going to tell you what the momentum is but before I do that glory to God I would like evangelist, hallelujah, Christine, just to greet us and just just welcome everybody, hallelujah, to SOAR International Outreach Network on this morning. Well, good morning and welcome to SOAR International Outreach. It is already thumping and we are having a great time and the Lord, this is going to be what heaven is going to be like. Um, for sure, we're going to wake up and rejoice and just be full of life and power and the power to overcome everything. And just glory, even it's rainy outside and cold, and but it's all nice and fiery and toasty in here with, with the love of God and the power of God. So, and that's how heaven's going to be. We're, and we're having heaven on earth as well as being done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm very honored to be here. Amen. Glory to God. Very well said. Hallelujah. Who could have said it any better? Amen. Hallelujah. God is doing a great work in our life. Amen. And I thank God that we are all a part of it. I thank God for those that are here, those that are to come. But in the meanwhile, while we're here, I want us to, you know, we've been in the theme of Arise and Shine in the book of Isaiah chapter, hallelujah, 60. But the Lord God, hallelujah, we're still in that theme, amen, and I'm just going to talk just a little bit about something that I believe that will help us in the arising, amen, because Isaiah tells us, hallelujah, to arise and shine, so before we go into the word, God bless everybody, I'm Lady Apostle, God bless you, Apostle Joe, for being in our presence, amen, being here as well, Evangelist Christine, and those that are online with us, Hallelujah, God bless you. And as you look across your screen on one of the YouTube, Hallelujah, our Sword TV um, channel, um, you will see all of the um, announcements for the week. Amen. This is a continued thing that we do during the week. So just make sure you look across your screen and see all the things that we are doing tomorrow. Please get into your perspective places of prayer. Hallelujah. Every Monday at 7 p.m. we'll be praying. Wherever you are, if you're at work, just step away. Go into the bathroom on your break. Just say a prayer. Pray for your pastor. Pray for the fivefold. Pray for your marriage, your family, your children. Pray for our country, our government. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord have you to pray, just pray. Amen. And it doesn't mean that you have to come into this sanctuary. Wherever you are should be your sanctuary. Because the Lord is saying that our altar, hallelujah, needs to be, hallelujah, with him. 
I'm not saying building an altar for some other gods. I'm talking about the altar of the living and true God. So that when you go to your altar, amen, that means that God will meet you there. Even though you may have a physical location, amen, but then you can also have your altar wherever you are, meaning inside of you. Hallelujah. So if you're not at home at your altar where God is, when you go into the grocery store, he's with you, amen. So your altar travels wherever you go. But it's something about coming to the altar, hallelujah, of God, where you put it. You say, Lord, I am dedicating this place for you. Amen. And I will meet you here daily. I will meet you here constantly, not just in a time of trouble, but just out throughout the day. Amen. So I've asked you to pray. Amen. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an hour. But if you only got 10 minutes, 15 minutes, God knows your heart and he honors whatever it is and whatever time that you can give to him. And then knowing Wednesdays and Thursdays, you know, that's the counseling online and then on hallelujah. Um, on Sunday, I mean, Thursday is our biblical study, 6.30. But we're, we've been starting at 6 because there's been so much for us to cover because we're talking about destroying, hallelujah, strongholds, amen, that um, in, invade us illegally, amen, and keep us through revolving doors that we should not be going through. So we've been starting at 6 o'clock because there's so much information and want to make sure I don't keep you long, amen, because it's only an hour of study every Thursday, but we added in another 30 minutes because of the series. There's just a, a mess of the series that we have to teach on because, y'all, we are in warfare, amen, hallelujah, because you got to understand that sometimes God needs us to war and sometimes God needs us to just be still and rest in him. And let him do the rest. But how would you know if you cannot discern the voice of God? How would you know if you cannot discern what season or time it is to do what he's saying to do? So that's why all of these teachings is going to help you understand. So as we're talking about strongholds, we're also talking about um, um, weapons of war. We're talking about strategies of warfare. We're talking about discerning, hallelujah, the voice of God. We're talking about the presence of God. We're going to be talking about abiding in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I believe when we abide in Christ, amen, it allows us to know to rise and shine. Hallelujah. Amen. But as we arise and shine, dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for giving us another day. Decrease me, O oh God. Allow the Spirit of God to speak through me, your servant, so that your people can receive what it is that you will say to them on today. We thank you for giving us an opportunity to be in your house one more time. And Lord God, we do not take it for granted, but we definitely give you the glory. Amen and glory to God. And before I go forward, we want to continue to keep, hallelujah, the Hill family in prayer. Hallelujah. Let's continue to keep them in prayer. Amen. You don't have to know everything. Just pray. Pray, we believe, and we already know that God is a healer, but we're praying for good health, amen. And then we also want to keep the shears, amen, in prayer as well. Glory to God. We want to also keep, hallelujah, others that may have sent their prayer request out, but no one has mentioned it. So the Spirit of God know who you are. So we are praying for you as well. We're praying for your ministry. We're praying for the fivefold in Jesus' name, I wanted to make sure that I release that into the atmosphere because the Spirit of God is here and He's also healing, delivering, setting us free as we are going forth in our service on today because He is the lifter of our heads. 
So if anyone head is lifted down because their loved one may be in the hospital or their loved one is going through something, hallelujah, know that he is the lifter of your head. He is lifting your head up right now. Don't look at their present state or situation. Know that by his stripes, they're already healed. And that we thank God for good health in their life. Amen. So we love you and know that you're not out there by yourself. Amen. But we're here for you. And if there's any time you need prayer or want somebody to come to the hospital to pray with your loved ones. Amen. If you're here in Ohio, Cincinnati here. Amen. SOAR International Outreach Network, we are here to have ministers of God, men and women of God. We need to come out and sit with you and pray with you. So you can give us a call at 513-494-6678 if you need us to come and pray with you. Glory to God. Amen. And there's no charge for that. Hallelujah. It's free. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead into the word of God. Arise and shine the book of Isaiah. Hallelujah. 60 verse 1. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And like I said, I need you to understand when we talk about hallelujah, arise. The word arise means to lift up. He just said that he is the lifter of our head. So when he say arise, that means to lift up your head, to lift up your spirit, to lift up your love, your heart. Whatever you're going through, lift it up to me because I am your lifter. I'm the one who would take that weight off of you. But when he says arise, he wants us to know that there's something else attached to arise. And the word momentum, momentum. You know, when you look at the word momentum, the first word that you see is moment. And they just added the um to it. So moment um. I'm just saying moment um hallelujah but it's momentum hallelujah but moment at that moment he says to what arise see there's always a moment that we have to arise and shine but he said that don't allow that moment to distract you from arising and shining so let me add some amp to that word let me say momentum because well, momentum means speed. Hallelujah. Anything that's dealing with momentum, it is speeding things up. So momentum speeds up the progress. It speeds up the healing. It speeds up deliverance. It speeds up anything that you're asking God to do. Because he has told us in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 to arise. And he said, let me put a comma there. I don't need you just to arise, but I need you to shine. I need you to shine because when you arise, I'm giving you momentum. I'm giving you speed. So you're going to be on fire. You're going to be like a firecracker. You're going to be like a rocket. You're going to blast through the place. Your faith going to be radical. Your faith ain't going to make sense to others. You're going to be running with speed. You're going to be running in fire. Going to be shooting from your shoes. Glory to God. They're going to be like, what does she have? What light does she have? Let me help you. For the light have come. The glory of the Lord is on her. The glory of the Lord is on him. He's given us momentum, momentum to speed up progress. 
and propel us forward. Not backwards, apostle. We ain't going backwards. But we're being speeded. We're, we're, we're being pushed forward. I know that happened two months ago, but we're going forward. So we have to rise out of that. We can't stay in that pity party. I don't know about you, but I have to tell Robin, Robin, get up out of your pity party. Get up out of yourself. It happened. Get over it. Now arise. Put some momentum in your step. Put some momentum in your pet. Put some momentum in your movement. Speed up the process, which God compelled you to do. See, sometimes we speed up our own process, and that's not of God. But when God has already given us the word to arise, and he said, I'm going to add some momentum to it, that's God himself. So I'm moving forward. But but let me just tell you, as I begin to research the word momentum, it also allowed me to get blessed out of it. Being blessed, being blessed, meaning I'm blessed about the calling that God have called me to accomplish. Even though it does not feel good at times, even though sometimes life tries to beat me over the head, I'm still blessed because he chose me. And he chose me to arise. He could have left me in my situation. But he said, arise, daughter. Arise, son. And I need you to shine. Because your light have come. You're no longer living in darkness. Don't let people keep you in the dark. When he said that your light have come, that means that he know your situation. He know that maybe you did not get it right. And that's okay. But it is him and only him that can get us out of any sin that we may be in when we repent unto him. So don't allow your failures or your isms and schism stop you from believing that God can use you. God can use us in our mess, but he don't keep us in our mess. He what? He speeds up the process of healing us, delivering us, and making us whole. So we're no longer in the isms and schism. We're no longer in the flesh. We're no longer in ourselves. But we are rising and we're shining because the light that you see ain't my spotlight. Don't look at me and see the beauty. Look at the light of God that's on my life because it's all about the light. It ain't got nothing to do with beauty. It ain't got nothing to do with what we're wearing. Because this shall pass away. This body shall pass away. These clothes may shrink. I may can't fit them next month. They may be too big for me. Because my light have come. Speed up. Let's go. Get up out of the rut. I'm blessed. Because he allowed honesty and integrity to propel me. Because when honesty and integrity integrity is impelling you, it is allowing you to become like him. Because God's character is honest. 
God's character is full of integrity. God's character is full of mysteries and wisdom and knowledge. So that's why he has given us the skills, the talents, the gifts. He said, why are you still being stagnant when I've told you to arise and I've told you to shine and I've told you to take the momentum, the speed, the progress that I've compelled you to go in to move forward, but you're still sitting stagnant, meaning that you're stale. You know, when something's stale, it don't taste good. Like some Grippos, when they fresh, they good. But when they get stale, they lose its flavor. It lose the taste. And we can't lose our flavor. Because our flavor is glorious. Our flavor is like when you oil up a rib with some olive oil. Come on now. That is the anointing of God. That's like him smearing the anointing all on us. So when we rub our bodies in anointing oil, what the spirit of God is doing is smearing his anointing all over you. Don't you just want the, uh, the glory to just be smeared over you? When the glory smeared over you, now you can see that your light has come. People don't see darkness in you. People don't see all those isms and schisms, but they see the glory of God that have come upon you. Because now you is avoiding those get rich schemes. I'm just saying. Get money schemes. Uh, you know, we always trying to look on how we can get money. How we can become better. How we can make our name great. How we can get people to like us and call on us and comment with us and, you know, like our page. You know, we want the million dollar subscribers. Uh huh. Because there is a monetized award when you reach a certain amount of subscribers. Am I right? On, on, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, all the other social medias. There's a quota. When you meet this quota, there's something called receiving a monetized reward. So we go after those monetized rewards, which is nothing wrong with that. But make sure that it's not an ism schism. Let the true you be seen. Because, you know, we hide behind the camera and just give people what they want. But we got to give people what they need. Because the Bible always reminds us that the Lord is our shepherd. And we should not want. So if the Lord is your shepherd, your want is already taken care of. Why we want to continue to give people wants when they we need to give them what they need? They need truth. They need the truth. We don't want to tell people the truth because we are afraid that it will decrease our subscribers. I'm just trying to talk your language. TikTokers, YouTubers, and Facebookers. I'm just saying. Because we put so much energy in that. When we can put that same energy 
and building the kingdom of God. If we put the energy that we put into making more subscribers, just how glorious it will be us working together as one, as us, them, and we going out there and doing the work of the ministry. So we have to make sure that even when this momentum comes, we are able to serve others. Because God has given us that progress. To, he's given that, us that speed to be able to serve not just ourselves, but others. Amen. See, it's like this. Momentum is a friend to every leader who is consumed with the cause of Christ in his church. But a lack of momentum, hallelujah, brings frustration. Amen. It brings delusion. It brings discouragement because you are stuck in a rut. You are looking to go backwards. So when your momentum decreases, you get stuck in the rut. You're looking like you're in the middle of traffic, trying to decide the light is green. Do I go forward? Or can I turn right? Or should I turn left? But I can't bag back because there's a car behind me. But so we stay there at the light. And the light has turned green. And people is blowing because they can't go around you because there's another lane and cars are coming down. Uh-huh. So only you are able to lead the way. But because you have got stuck at that light and won't move, you got a traffic of cars behind you. And they're getting what? Furious. Because they are on their way somewhere. They're moving in momentum. They're trying to go forward. They can't go back. They just left home. They need to come forward. So you got to either turn right, turn left, or move forward. But before you turn right or turn left, you need to make sure that God is telling you to make a turn. Maybe he's telling you to what? Move forward. We're talking about momentum. Momentum means moving forward in progress. It didn't say turn left or right. When you turn left and right, now you in your moment. I'm just saying. Did you catch that? You in your moment. Okay, momentum. The first word in momentum is moment. And then um is added. So you get in your moment, but then the Spirit of God kicking your momentum. So now you're no longer in that moment. You're now being kicked into your momentum. And now that you are in your momentum, you are compelled, amen, to move forward. Hallelujah. See, momentum has an engine that is powered by the Holy Spirit. See, that's why you got to be connected to the true and living God. Because when you're connected to the power source, you're able to move forward. See, when you're connected to the source, you are powerful. It's like an engine. If you don't have an engine in the car, nothing's going to work. I don't care if you got new brakes, new starter, new alternator, new belt. Without an engine, nothing works. It's like the heart. When the heart stop, everything stop. That's why you see them doing what? What is that called when they 
CPR. Thank you. Because what does that do? It gives an electric what? Ah, that has what? Power. Life and power. You're right. You're right. Life and power. You're going to help me this morning. We got a doctor nurse up in this place. Hallelujah. She's going to help me this morning. Oh, you got your mic. You got your mic. Okay, cut your mic up. When it's time you're here, take this one. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, hallelujah. So, it brings what? It brings power. So, when when you do the CPR, it brings power. Amen? That's what the CPR does. It brings the power. Means that it brings the electric shock back in your body in order for your your heart to jumpstart itself again. So that life, amen, can begin to take place. Hallelujah. So, therefore, you need that jump start, hallelujah. Without that jump start, hallelujah, things, hallelujah, begin to go wrong with all the other organs. Amen. Hallelujah. So therefore, hallelujah. So therefore we need, I think I uh, cut your mic off. It's where I need you again. Hallelujah. Thank you. I got to do the, um, we got to do the, uh, okay. Yeah. So with the um, CPR, like she said, it, it, it brings a shock. And then it brings you back to life, which through the CPR, it has the power, the electric current that allow. Could you explain to us how the CPR connects to not just the heart for it to begin to start pumping, but how it also connect with the nerves and all the other things that bring it back? Um, I think there's an electrical conduction system in our um, uh, central nervous system, and there's um, different systems that all work together, but they have to have that life force of the electrical shocks. And, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's a specific um, it's a specific name, and they, it all works together in congruence. When you, that's your homework. Your homework <laughs> Your homework, hallelujah, your homework, because we're going to come back next week, hallelujah. You explained that very well, very well. And I want you to break that down with momentum and how the CPR, when they, when the heart stops and the CPR is performed, why, what happens? So next week, we're going to take about seven minutes and let you explain that in the spirit. Amen. Because it's going to all connect to that engine. The spirit of God. He is our engine. That's the engine that keeps us moving. That's the engine that keeps us believing, keeps us living. It's the spirit of God. Without the spirit of God, we have nothing. Without the Spirit of God, we're nothing. We need to preach in the Spirit. We need to teach in the Spirit. We need to do everything in the Spirit of God. Because then wholeness is being released. People are really receiving healing. People are really receiving a full deliverance. 
The reason why there's nothing happening because we are not walking in the spirit, in ministry. We're walking in flesh. We want everybody to know we can prophesy. We want everybody to know, oh, we lay in hands. Oh, because I prayed this prayer, they came back to life. It's not you, sweetie. It is God. It is God is the reason they are living. Even though we are the servants of God and the spirit of God that's in us, as we declare the word, what we're doing is we're connecting our word to spirit, the spirit of God, in order for him to release the healing, in order for him to release the breakthrough. Because we are what? Touching and agreeing. That's all we're doing. But it is God that does it. But he needs us to touch and agree by word, by faith, and by love. But why love? Because without love, no true healing don't really take place. Because you can prophesy, but have no love. So is that going to flourish anything? Because the Bible reminds us that if you have no love, it is like a loud sounding symbol. Noisy, but no love. That means that we dance, we shout, but no love. Do you think that the power of God is going to resonate with no love? You gotta have true agape. What is that? Apostle, I'm glad you asked. Love. Because you got Erios, Philios, but I'm talking about agape. Because agape is God. God is love. Love is not God. God is love. And without love, you don't have God. And you could be in the pulpit all day. Have a church full of people. But without no love, what God are you serving? Because whatever God you're serving, they're up under that same God. They think they're under the true and living God, but because they're following your God, because God ain't your God, they're bewitched. They are bewitched. They are bewitched. And because they are bewitched, because they are bewitched, they think it's God. Oh, I feel the presence. God showed them. But they still in the same situation. They still going through the same thing. Now I'm not saying stop praying. No. We pray without ceasing. But God, when God heals us, He heals us for real. But that don't mean that we go around just, you know, boasting, trying to make somebody else feel like they're nothing because they're still in that situation. No. But if God have healed you from addiction, there's no way you can go back and say, and, and, and still be doing this addiction and saying that God healed you. Because when God healed you, he healed you. But maybe there was a stronghold. There was something diabolical still going on. When you really did not receive a true, or you did not re- release a true repentance. Because you know you have inward repentance, meaning coming from your heart and really your sorrow, your conviction. 
Then you have an altar. Repentance where it's like a showcase. You just want everybody to see I came to the altar. Oh, I'm giving my life to Christ. But you're still doing the same thing. When we truly repent, mean that we give God our all. And say, Lord, you know what? I surrender. I'm tired. I can't do this. I ain't doing this no more. I need you, I need you to step in because we can do all we want we can do and try to do it. But guess what? If God is not in it, it's not going to last. Yeah, you can say, okay, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to smoke for a whole month and try your best. And you try your best and you don't do it. But if God is nowhere there, something is going to trickle it back because you're not God. It is God. That has to take out everything. Not you, not me. I'm just, I, I just operate in the gifts that He's given me. Some places He take me, He used me as prophet. Some places a teacher. Some place evangelist. As an apostle, a pastor. He had me to pastor people. Hallelujah. But at the end of the day, it's all God. Momentum. Momentum is that engine. Hallelujah. We as the church need to have that same strong core. Just like we go, it's like fitness or we go to a gym and we're trying to stay what? Healthy. When you have a car, we have to make sure that that engine is healthy. Well, how can an engine be healthy and it's not a, a, a living organ? Well, it's not a living organ, but it is a machine that without it, you can't move. So it might as well be like an organ. Because without an engine, you can't move. Your car's stuck. And God said, I'm going to make sure that they understand this. It's heavy. You can't move an engine. Hello? I don't know what those one things is. Apostle, you know what I'm talking about. You know the one thing that I asked you to move away from my container? That big old round thing? And I asked you to, to push it to the side and you tried to kick it but you, you realized that it was heavier than the kick? You know, in the round thing. And when we tried to pick it up, it was like, mm. but it was small. It was part of the engine. I already knew I could pick it. Hallelujah. So I think, did we both pick it? Or did you just finally just kind of lift it a little bit? He realized it was heavy. <laughs> it was. But what am I saying? Our engine needs to be healthy. Our soul, our spirit, our mind, it needs to be healthy. Because in order for us to move in the momentum that God has compelled us to move in, we have to move in healthiness. You can't move in speed if you're not healthy. Because you may have to run. And if you're smoking, you're going to be tired. I don't know about you, but when I was smoking and sin and trying to preach, I was tired. 
and dance, I was tired. But it was only by the Spirit of God that allowed me to get through it. But when I got in the back room, y'all should have saw me. I was like, <sighs> felt like I was going to fall out, but I had to let the Spirit take on. That's when I knew, no, I got to be delivered from this. I can have a heart attack. I can have lung cancer. I'm just saying, it's my own testimony. You know. It says for us to what? Confess our sins to one another. That was one of the sins that I dealt with. But God delivered me. And it was only God. See, I remember when he delivered me from smoking weed. I thought, oh, and I wasn't drinking. I'm in. I'm holy. But because of the stronghold that I never got rid of, I lean to something else. It's like a crutch. When you when you break your leg, they give you a crutch. What does the crutch do? It allows you to put your weight on it to give you momentum to move forward. But the crutch is still there. You can't move without it. And that crutch became my other smoking buddy. Black and mouse. It wasn't cigarettes. The devil said, I want to kill you. We know cigars will kill you. I need to take you out. The Lord God has already showed me. Like he showed Joe. You can touch everything around her, but you can't touch her. Because I've considered her. So he got to find how he can take me out. Because he could not bring shame because I was delivered from shame, guilt, and condemnation. And the light and the glory of God was still upon me. God hid me in my mess. Because he's saying, I need my grace to be sufficient. I need that thorn in your side so you know that it ain't you. That you got to come to me for this complete healing. This complete wholeness. To be stripped away from every addiction. The devil said, I'm trying to kill you. I need to kill her. I need to shut her mouth. The Lord God has shown me that he has made her his deliverer of his people. So you say, what? Apostle Robert is the deliverer of your people. That means that she's about to interrupt my kingdom of darkness. Because she's coming with full light. She's coming with momentum. She's about to rise and shine. Her light has come. Because the Lord God already said he considered her. Don't touch, touch everything around her, but don't touch her. Oh, my shy, I felt that thing. Can't touch you. You know, back in the day, they say, can't touch this. Hallelujah. Amen. God said, can't touch this. He can't touch you. He can mess with the things around you. That's why you can't get hooked up to the things around you. You know, the brakes, we need them. The alternator, we need it. The belts, we need it. The water pump, we need. But don't get rid of the engine. The water pump can go and I can replace it. The bills can go, I can replace them. But without my engine, 
it ignites your momentum. And not only ignites the momentum in you, but it ignites the momentum in the church in you. Because you are the church. I just said that every church has momentum. I'm not talking about the building. That is just brick and mortal. I'm talking about you. You are the church. Every church that sits in this chair has the momentum to be ignited to move forward and arise and shine. See, you gotta be that igniting you momentum within your space. Your geographic surrounding. Because when it's not, when you're not, and you don't allow that momentum to move in you, then it becomes unhealthy. And if you're unhealthy, your spirit is unhealthy. Your mind is unhealthy. Your soul is unhealthy. And it becomes negative. It becomes dark. It becomes just not of God. And then you become like a terminal cancer. When you continue to smoke, when you continue to drink, when you continue to have bitterness and unforgiveness and lacking love, it brings cancer. It brings tumors. It brings sickness in your body. We carry all of this stuff. We say, well, you know, my grandmother had this, my grandmother had that. The devil is a liar. Every general curse we break. You don't have to hold that sickness. It's broken. But because how we're living our life and what we're saying out of our mouth, we is invoking that spirit back onto us. And then our ways, how we're talking, how we're moving. But we need to not be like that. We need to focus on growing within us, amen, and become healthy. Because when we grow we become what? Prosperous. When we grow and take care of ourselves, we have what? Good health. Amen? And also, our soul prosper. Amen? Just like um, John, third chapter of John and two. Amen? Talking about how our soul prosper. Amen? So when the soul of your church is healthy, then you can be united, unified. And you, and you, um, and when you're united and you're unified, momentum can take place. Momentum is ignited. Now you're able to connect. Now the engine, the brakes, the water pump, the belt, the, uh, alternator, all of them are able to work all together. And now the engine is good and you can move forward. But now your brakes is bad. Why? Because you ain't moving forward. You're stuck. Now you need new brake pads. But you know what? The brake pads is not even the problem. The rollers is not even the problem. The caliber is not even the problem. Well, Apostle, how do you know so much about cars? Are you a mechanic? No. But what I do know, as long as I have cars, these are things that break down. And we as women sometimes would just ride our brakes all the way to the caliber. Amen. But a man knows the sound of bad caliber. 
person. And some women do too. But most of us, we just drive the car. We, we don't really, we drive it until we see that light come on or just stop somewhere. <laughs> you know, then we realize that the calibers are bad, the rotors are bad, the brakes are bad, the alternator is bad. Everything is bad. And God has given us a sign. Because in our car, we have something called a dashboard. And that engine light is on. The other light is on. You know, you got a tire, pressure light that comes on. And we ride around with that light just on. We don't realize that there's no air really in the left tire. That's why that light come on. I'm just saying, y'all. Those are, those are signs that God give us. Check your light. Check your life. Not only check the light in your car, check your life. Make sure you're moving in the momentum that God is giving you. Hallelujah. Because momentum is also connected to times and seasons. He said to arise and shine 2023. We can't worry about 2022. We can't worry about 2021, how it didn't happen. 
blame them. You critique them. And your young ones that, the ones that's coming in, take criticism. Take it in love. Take the correction in love. Take the rebuke in love. Don't take it as if, hallelujah, somebody is doing this with you, doing this with you. Take it in love. Because that's what's going to better you. But we got to get them up. Come on. We got to, I know, but we continue to take them through leadership trainings. Not just six months. Leadership training should at least be once a month. And still meeting with them um, on a, on, on a bi-weekly basis. Just to see where they are, what they're doing. We can't just stop. Can't just come get a certificate and say I'm ordained and now the Lord told me to go start my church. Okay. But still be teachable. Still stick with those that God have called in your life because just because he told you you're going to start a ministry, maybe it's not at that particular time. Understand time and season. Yeah, he said that you called. Yes, he said that he would use you. Yes, he said you would do a ministry. But maybe he didn't tell you to leave and go get a building. The ministry that he given you can be the ministry within the church. But we also as leaders have to seek the spirit of God to even see how that fits in with the vision. And with everything that God is doing, even with what God is saying to them. And then God is equipping them and getting them prepared, getting them ready, so that when He do take them in the byways, the highways, or wherever He take them, we'll still be there. We'll still be that backbone. We'll still be that that a prayer. Because you're 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 full, and when you're pregnant, you can't stay in nine months. That baby coming. If you like it or not. And what happens is it's like we gurgitate. It's like it just sticks there. No, it got to come out. So that's why you notice if you ever give that individual a mic when they have been called, but they have missed their season because people have what? Suppress their gift. When you get them the mic, it's like a waterfall just come out of there. And it be with power and demonstration, but... They don't even hear you or see you or feel you when you're poking them saying, okay, your time is up. Because they're so full. But then we pray that the Spirit of God even convict them to for them to be obedient. To put down the mic when your time is up. Instead of because we know that your spirit has been suppressed. We're going to work on that so that in the right time in the season, you can flow and get everything that needs to come out so that you can begin to flow in momentum. But we still have to correct them in that. Because there's times and season. There's a certain things you say and certain things you don't say. It's how we say it. Amen. So those are ways that we help them. So we move with rhythm. And when we are wise, we recognize the way it beats in time and we get synced into it it's like something that's being synced when you put your emails together they're synced into one mailbox when you sync your contacts 
When you plug your Bluetooth into a car, automatically say, do you want us to download your contacts? What is that doing? It's syncing from your phone to the car, bringing everything to where you can see it on a dashboard so you don't have to what? Go to your phone, but because you're moving forward and driving, it's right there in front of you. That's what God wants to do. He wants to sync us back to him. He wants us to be connected. The grapevine, we're the branch being connected to the grapevine. And when we're connected to the grapevine, my God, my God, when it flows, power, authority, demonstration, and all of God himself. But when we as the branch disconnect ourselves, like most branches does in the season. But if you notice, the main branches that are on the tree, even when fall comes, they're still there. But the little branches that not was not able to grow strong enough, those are the branches that what? Break. Even when you try to go break a branch yourself, it don't break automatically, does it? It's like you got to keep on twisting it because it is deeply what? Rooted in the vine. A vine is something that what? Go like this. And if you notice when you turn that branch, it begins to what? Peel down. Uh-huh. That's like us. God is peeling us. He's peeling us. I said first he's peeling us like a potato. He got to peel that skin off of us. You know, before you do a good potato, most of us, we like potatoes with skin on because we're so lazy to peel them. And they they kind of good, but we eating all that dirt on it. But when you peel a potato, you peel all the peeling off, and you got a white potato. But if you ever look at the white potato, there's still the little pores in there. Hallelujah. That's how God look at us, like that potato. There's still some residue in us, some residue that he has to take from us. And it's okay, because even as we get ready to cut them up, we don't even look at that. We got the skin off. That's all we're worried about. And they taste just as good. And that's how God look at us. We're still good for his use. If we allow him to peel us, then impugn us, then he can use us. So we need to get synced. Momentum drives us into a charge atmosphere. A charge geographic location. It electrifies us, meaning that no matter what atmosphere or wherever we are, we know the environment. Why? Because we move it in the spirit of God. When you are moving in the spirit of God, the momentum in your spirit becomes so electrified that it knows the atmosphere before you even get there. So even when you get there, you scope out the land. You know, God, he sent what? Joshua and Caleb to what? View the land. God already saw it. But they didn't see it. But they trusted God. They went. And even though you had those that said, there was giants. Bigger than us. It was this. My bill's this big. They got more education than me. 
They flowing in an anointing better than me. We worry about all those things. When God say, I've already camped out and scoped out the land that I'm taking you to. Why are you worrying about what they got? Worry about what's in you. Worry about how I have electrified you in the momentum that I'm about to bring you in. But we don't. We let people push us back instead of us moving forward because of what people say. You got to be delivered from a being of man. Forget what man say. It's going to always, somebody going to always be talking about you. But they didn't only talk about Jesus. They killed him. And the more I think about how they killed him, the more I think about like, wow, if they can, after he done fed the 5,000, the other 7,000, healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out devils, and they still say, crucify him, Next to a thief that they knew who stood, stole what he stole and a robber that robbed what he robbed. But this man that was sinless, you tell me you can say crucify him. Don't you know you're going to be crucified because you he live in you and you live in him? So know that your name going to always be on the devil's radar. But let him know. I don't care nothing about you, devil. Because God knows my name. And you can come if you want to. Because my weapons of, 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 of warfare is mass destruction. This will kill you like a two-edged sword of the spirit, the sword of God. It will pierce you. So you can come if you want. But know that you are defeated far already because you're already defeated. So all I'm going to do is just call on my God. Say, let my God arise and let my enemies be scattered. So you can think all day in your little mind on how you're going to think you're going to get me. But know that my daddy already got me covered. Because my light has come. And the glory of the Lord is upon me. And if God's glory is upon me, nothing can penetrate through his glory. Now, the weapon can form. Oh, yes. It is going to form. And surely, they are going to gather. Oh, they're going to gather against thee. They're going to come in their little group. The people that the Satan used going to come together, try to plot, try to say, how are we going to get evangelists to Miss her mark. How are we going to get evangelist Christine to miss God? How are we going to get Apostle Joe how to not do what he's called to do? So the enemy surely gathers his people. Now, he doesn't gather people that we don't know. He gathers people that we know and know very well. And that will walk close to us like a brother, a sister. Now that hurts when people that are close to us like that come against us. And we're saying, wait a minute. They love God. I thought they was men and women of God. But so 
our ammunition not ready? Because it comes with the same thing. Just different seasons and timing. Now, stuff that we've been through, that we have overcome, God done got us out of that. Don't he come and try to hit us with the same thing? Because he failed. He didn't win. See, he got to go to God and say, aha, I told you. They wasn't as faithful as you thought. He's an accuser of the brethren. So he has to accuse us. We're the brethren. He's the accuser. The word says accuser of the brethren. We're the brethren. He's the accuser. So he has to accuse the brethren that's connected to God. Because he's not the brethren no more. He was cast out. What is an accuser? Someone who accused somebody something of. He was once faithful. But because he thought he could be God. And he was God. He got kicked out of heaven. Then he tried to go rally up some more demons and angels. Against God. So if he tried to do that against God. What makes us think that he ain't going to rally up some other demons. The demons that's inside of some of us. That we haven't been delivered from. And if he twinkles some money. If he jingle whatever we're in need for. If we're not careful. We let those things get us bewitched. And some of us is bewitched. Because we have allowed those things to be our God. When we only have one true and living God. And that is Jesus. And that's how he rally up his demons, his imps. He used us. Because he has no authority. He only has power. He needs our authority. Because our authority is what rules in earth and in heaven. We call those things. He said, we would be the ones to be able to speak to every living what creature. Speak to the waters. Speak to whatever. Let there be it shall be. And then call to heaven. He said, those that call unto heaven. He said, as we touch and agree. He said, you call unto me. I will hear thee. And I will what? answer your prayer. So all it is is a declaration out of our mouth. But if he can take our mouth and turn our mouth into mass destruction against ourselves and against God, that gives him authority. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But we ain't going to allow that. That's why we're going to ask God to show us our enemies. And we're going to pray for them. And we're going to ask God to deliver them. And if they don't want to come into deliverance, may the Lord God arise and allow our enemies to be scattered. Because our momentum needs to electrify us. Electrify us in such a way that when we come into whatever atmosphere or whatever geographic area location that we're going in, we're able to identify every plot and every plan of the enemy. And we're able to bring it down. Hallelujah. He says to what? Pour down strongholds. Come on. Bring down every vain imagination. When you go into wherever you go, God, the spirit of God, as he's walking in you, you should be able to see this is what your atmosphere is. 
Yesterday, you know, when the word is coming forth and when you bring such a word and you're walking in the spirit, amen, and when the Lord God releases you to speak life so that a person can receive another healing deliverance, hallelujah, the enemy will call something. And why he says let your momentum be electrified is because the enemy will try to electrify some something in your body to try to shut your mouth, to try to make you stop saying what God is telling you to say. And I remember the enemy tried to release, hallelujah, pain, hallelujah, so that I could stop the conversation, but I kept shaking it off, hallelujah. Then we had the evangelist, the nurse right there, praying and saying, I got your word, I got this, hallelujah. But I was shaking it off, walking it off, and running it off, and I was still, hallelujah, ministering, I was still speaking, hallelujah, to her, and I was still comforting her, hallelujah. But the enemy tried to Stop my mouth. Hallelujah. That's how the enemy does. He tries to sh- stop truth. He don't, he won't, we want to stay bound. So you got to know, oh no, you're not coming nowhere up in here. Hallelujah. You ain't getting nowhere. Hallelujah. Up in here. Hallelujah. And then when I came home, another situation, they will know you. You're not going to stop my sound. You're not going to stop my breath. I'm going to speak what God said. Speak. I'm going to keep on speaking. I'm going to keep on moving. I got places to go. I got people to reach. I got things I got to do for the kingdom of God. I'm just now beginning. I'm just now being compiled, component into my ministry, my destiny, my purpose. And there's no way, hallelujah, no devil in hell can stop what God already planned. Glory to God a hundred years ago. And that means those that are coming, come on, let's go, it's time for us to go, we gotta go do the work do what God's called us to do we ain't got time to keep on playing pity party, we ain't got time to keep playing games, we ain't got time worrying about what somebody said, we're coming and we're doing what God called us to do, devil like it or not, here we come, we come with power and demonstration because God, Jesus is our engine, and he's the one who's running it, he's the one who's leading us, he's the one that's moving us, he is our commander in chief, and even though we are called, hallelujah, and the gifts that he called us in, we're still following behind the commander in chief because now we have arised, we are shine, we are shiny, glory to God, but I, he said arise, he said shine, your hallelujah, your light have come, momentum have come, your speed have come, it's time for you to go forward, it's time for you to move forward, it's time for you to move in places where you've never seen, be around people that you've never known, but I will give the words in your mouth, I will I will tell you what to say. I will show you what to do. I will lead you, hallelujah, in green pastures. I'll lead you beside the still waters. Glory to God. I'll lead you in a place where I know that when I get you to that place, that my power, my demonstration is going to set off that atmosphere, going to set that room of flame. Glory. Because I'm coming and I'm bringing my people a true deliverance. I'm coming. And I'm going to teach truth. I'm coming. And I'm going to let them know the revival is now. It's not that the revival is coming. The revival is now. I'm electrifying you. I am unifying you. I am glorifying you. I am pushing you. I'm taking you higher in me. So open your ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Get in me. Get in my word. Get in my spirit. I'm speaking heavenly. I'm speaking mysteries. I'm speaking knowledge and wisdom. I'm giving you more wisdom than never before. I'm giving you so much wisdom that people 
gonna know that you've been with me. People gonna know that you are in me because the wisdom that I'm giving you, no man knows, but it's wisdom that is going to bring a fortified country, a fortified city, a fortified neighborhood, a fortified marriage, a fortified relationship, a fortified church back together as one in peace, in unity for all. So help me God, says the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. We give God the glory on this morning. We thank him for momentum. We thank him for speed. We thank him for purifying us, for compelling us, for purposing us into our purpose and our destiny. And we are going to arise and we are shining. My God, my God, there is nothing that's going to stop us because the Lord God is with us. And because he's with us and he's in us, no matter what force that tries to come, that we're going to put up our shield of faith and every fiery dart that tries to come is going to be quenched and it's going to be destroyed. And everything that tries to rise up against God is going to have to come down because the word of God is true, is powerful, is like a two-edged sword. And our prayer life is going to increase more and more. And we're going to walk in the spirit, preach in the spirit, teach in the spirit of God, do his work in the spirit of God, serve his people in the spirit of God, reach the highways and the byways in the spirit of God. Go in the hospitals and pray and lay and know that they're going to be made whole. Every sickness, everything that tries to enter into the bodies of those that lay, that the Lord God is going to touch them. And those that is now ready to come to glory, they will know me. They will repent. They will change their ways before I take them and bring them home with me because they have done the work. They have done what they had to do. Now their purpose is finished and I may be calling them. So it's not that I did not allow them to rise and shine, but because their time has come, their work has been done well. And when they get to heaven and when it's a time when I bring everybody where I'm taking y'all to a glorious place, I will tell them good and faithful servant. But you keep moving. Let you know that your ministry, your job is more than just being a nurse. It is touching those that don't know God. It's speaking the truth of the living God. It's giving them hope. It's giving them faith. It's allowing them to rise and shine. Don't people know most people that lay in a hospital, really their bodies is already healed. They're in good health, but he will use them just to bring life in a hospital room. Come on, just to bring life to a nurse that don't know him. Bring life to a doctor that never knew him. Just because, and if we're able to prostrate and lay out in a coma, nobody knowing if we're going to live or die, but knowing that it was God and only God that put us right there in order for his true light to come into that hospital that was so dark, he will use that and then he will allow us to rise up about of our hospital beds because I got those that have fed the poor, fed the needy and because they fed the poor and needy, I said that nobody would lay in a language bed of sickness, but I would allow them to live and I would allow them to arise and shine and they would not get wheelchaired out, but they will get walked out of there and they will know that it was the miracle of God that their God is a big engine. Their God is a deliverer. Their God is a healer. My God, my God. Woman of God, you is going to speak with power and demonstration. They're going to say, who is this girl?
girl? Where did she come from? I didn't know she had that right there. I didn't even know it was in her. Because you're going to come with such a power. It's going to be a voice like thunder. You know, like when Pastor used to talk, he sit so quietly. And then when he was begin to speak, they'd be like, wow, who is that? I, I That voice I've never heard. Glory to God. I'm talking about it's a voice that's going to come with power and demonstration. And the Lord God is going to use you, not just in the U.S., but like I told you, you know where you're going. Hallelujah. And the Lord God even going to use you there. So I need you to get in the place of prayer. I need you to get in the place of supplication. I need you to go ahead and get yourself covered and ready. And the Lord God is already working on some other things. Hallelujah. You've already covered your mind. He's already feeding your soul with this word. Hallelujah. You ain't new to this. You're true to this. And know that you was born into this. Amen. Hallelujah. You was born into missionary work. Glory to God. So God bless you. God keep you. And we welcome everybody. We thank everybody. We love everybody. And we thank you for joining us. Sword International Network Outward. Hallelujah. Reach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just thank you. Lady Apostle, God bless you. And may God keep you. And those that may not know Christ, those that know Christ, but those who haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you can go ahead right now and accept him. You can just ask him to forgive you. First, you got to start with forgiveness with yourself. Lord God, forgive me of anything that I've said, anything that I've done, anything that I've done that's out of your will. God, 